the podcast dedicated to pushing the boundaries of extracurricular activities that make my work look bad by association, genuinely trying to see where the line is that gets me fired. Fingers crossed this is the one. I am your host, Jack. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you're from Reddit because I accidentally had a post blow the fuck up that had me just ugly crying, happy tears in the parking lot of a Hardee's, welcome to the podcast. (laughs) And no need to feel bad about making me do that. It's actually a pretty normal occurrence for me. Not even remotely (laughs) off-brand. Although the Hardee's is new, usually it's a Wendy's. It has been another lovely, terrifying 10 episodes with you guys. So per tradition that I have done only twice now, (laughs) I'll be doing something different again. First we did the awards show, then we did the, what did we do? I don't remember. I am a terrible podcast host. So uh, clearly the meds for ADHD that I got prescribed are not working yet. They gave me a microdose, they gave me like a kid's dose to make sure I didn't have like a bad reaction. So now we're gonna up it to a grown-ups dose, so maybe this will fucking help. (laughs) Oh, that's right, it was little bits, it was all the the one-offs. Okay, that's right, I remember. Well, today's today's different. (laughs) Again. Does anyone have a good, like, sex pun to go with the number 10? I feel like since my mini episodes are called mini chodes, I should have something similar for the every 10th episode thing. Like, I tell you guys all the time, I'm not actually funny, so coming up with a solid pun has been really, really hard for me. (laughs) Well, today's weird episode is the beginning of the human series, and that's because humans are animals, and boy, do we fit very neatly into the category of weird mating rituals. Although I maintain that we do not have the crown. Not by a long shot. (laughs) Although we do have the internet, so we have that going for us. I'm gonna be continuing the series periodically. Um, I'm gonna be continuing the series periodically though, so don't expect the next like six episodes in a row to be about humans. I'm just gonna sprinkle them in here and there. I can only realistically Google human sex for so long before I'm not actually researching for the podcast anymore. And it's a lot harder to get straightforward information. Most of the time what comes up isn't exactly um, academic. But we press on. Today, we discuss human genitalia. While I am positive that there's a plethora of podcasts that talk about the very same subject and undoubtedly oodles of anecdotal firsthand knowledge, hopefully I'll still manage to teach you guys something new and maybe manage to teach you something new that completely horrifies you. Fingers crossed. It's always my goal. Maybe I should have started off the introduction with like, the podcast dedicated to torturing my audience and actively trying to turn them away. I am a serial self-sabotager. Saboteur? I think it's saboteur. All right, so genitals. <laughs> Generally speaking, there are two different genitals, penis and vagina. Hopefully that's not the new thing I'm teaching you guys, and if it is, please leave. Honestly, I should not be your introduction to sex ed. I am a terrible, terrible teacher. <laughs> but continuing on with the obligatory common knowledge, Those with XY chromosomes typically receive penises, and those with XX chromosomes receive vaginas. Generally speaking, of course. Specifically speaking, that is not always the case. 
For example, there is Klinefelter syndrome, which is where a biological male has two or even more X chromosomes in addition to their Y chromosome. And there's XYY syndrome, where a biological male has additional Y chromosomes, or the triple X syndrome, or the XXYY syndrome. And that's even before we consider people with intersex conditions who have a wide range of combinations of their chromosomes, their genitalia, their hormones, and their internal reproductive organs. And actually a really quick educational point on the term intersex, because I do know a good number of people who do consider themselves to be LGBT plus allies, as they should, but they're not really well read on the terminology. So intersex is not the same thing as transgender. To break it down, most basic, most dictionary, I guess, transgender is in regards to gender identity, while intersex is in regards to biological sex. So think, you know, reproductive organs. So, for example, an individual who is born with testes and a uterus would have intersex conditions. And unexpectedly, those are not as, like, one-off as you would think. So let's talk about this combination of genitalia that humans get. Why the hell did we develop them? What makes ours different from the rest of the animals on this planet? Well, we'll start with the humble penis. And I'm sorry, but yeah, I do mean humble. Call me when you beat a barnacle. Actually, don't. I know my limits. <laughs> So why did we evolve the specific penises that we evolved? How could a slab of flesh just vulnerably hanging out between our legs, unprotected, be considered evolutionarily advantageous? When we look at our closest cousins, they didn't evolve in the same direction, necessarily. Primates kind of famously have smaller penises than us. I mean, I put gorillas into our penis awards show for having a tiny penis. Tinier than a human penis, even before adjusting to body size relativity. They would drive the biggest, loudest, most obnoxious trucks in the fucking world. And on the other hand, some of our cousins have massive testicles. Ours are weirdly small compared to a chimpanzee's, for example. And also, that was not meant to be judgmental. I don't testicle shame people. <laughs> but it actually turns out that primates having significantly smaller penises is not a universal truth. It's kind of like a well-known thing if you're into animal dicks, which I assume you are if you're here. But again, not a universal truth. So to give an example, some baboons actually have five and a half inch long penises, which is not far off from the human average, but baboons are about the third of our size, like body-wise. But why are we one of the ones that have the bigger penises? Especially in terms of girth. That one is kind of a universal truth. We have the girthiest penises of the primates. An early hypothesis was sperm competition. So larger penises meant the sperm could get further into the vagina. You know, if, you're, if your gun is longer, you can drop your load further in, <laughs> you know, obviously, and then it would be more likely to reach the egg. And we see that kind of thing all the time in animals, but that doesn't hold up very well for two reasons. One being that our penises are simple, and I'll get to that in a moment. But two, that typically evolves convergent with larger testicles. Like I said, we have bitty bitty balls. The current hypothesis is essentially penises evolved to be bigger and girthier because women demanded it. <laughs> As humans evolve to get smarter and then get bigger brains and therefore bigger heads to house those brains, human vaginas also had to evolve to accommodate our big heads. So human vaginas got bigger over time to create room for newborn skulls to get through the birth canal. 
Then you add human sentience to the process of picking mates, and researchers believe that women ended up choosing to mate with men who had penises large enough to fill up their vagina and ensure stimulation and eventually ejaculation. I hope that's the truth because it sounds very empowering, and I'm going to say you're welcome on behalf of my own gender for making your penises bigger. <laughs> but back to our penises being simple. I really hope that didn't offend anybody, but if I did, you just let the truth hurt your feelings. Well done. I'm gonna upload some lovely primate dick pics and dick drawings to the Instagram for you guys and hope that I don't get banned. But if you compare a human penis to even just, you know, primate penises, it's boring. It's really boring. We don't have, you know, weird lumps and folds or twists and knots or even spikes anymore. Anymore. Keyword. Any. More. That's two words. Key two words. Anymore. But you know what? Thank God. I would be a virgin for the rest of my life if humans still had spikes on their penises. But your great-great-grandpa had them. I'm exaggerating. He didn't. We lost them at least 700,000 years ago. And actually, it was due to monogamy. You can blame the institution of marriage for kink-shaming penis spikes, I guess. <laughs> and I'm actually, I'm not 100% talking out of my ass here. Although I do want to put out the very important, very necessary disclaimer that nothing I'm about to say is 100% proven. There is evidence to support these claims, but not enough evidence to conclusively prove. So I want to put that out there. The first bit of evidence is that our penises are too bland. Like I said, boring penises. And they have nothing to help us out with sperm competition. The spikes are used in other species that still have them to literally scrape out the sperm of competing males. We don't have anything similar. We have a plain old turkey baster. Gets the job done, you know? Comparing the simplicity of our penis to other primates, it's a trait we share with examples like uh, cotton-top tamarins, who are monogamous, and gorillas, who are polygynous. 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 I am not a pronunciation scientist. It, it's not polygamy, okay? Pol polygyny, polygyny is different from polygamy. This is where one male mates with multiple females, so think like a harem and all those females only mate with that one male. It's basically sister wives, but importantly, no sperm competition, only one male, right? The male doesn't have to compete with anybody else. So I was exaggerating when I said it was due to monogamy, I know, but nothing is ever completely straightforward and it wasn't funny if I was like, it's due to monogamy and also other things. So that's how I said it. <laughs> Although there actually is a large body of anthropological evidence that supports the idea that uh, earlier humans were primarily monogamous. I mean, obviously not 100%. You have, you know, the rich kings and everything, but primarily speaking, monogamous. And that evidence generally has to do with childcare reasons. But that obviously does not have anything to do with today's episode. So I'm gonna blaze past it before I get DMs telling me monogamy isn't natural and about biological inclinations to cheat on people. I have read some very, I guess, impassioned opinions on the matter that I did not ask for. I'm just here to talk about penises, guys. And going back to our simple penises losing their spikes, that was actually a huge part of the reason that we became the big-brained humans we know and hate today. There was this wild study done by Gil Bejarano and David Kingsley of Stanford, and I'm gonna translate the results into actual English for you guys, not fake technical English. 
Basically, they looked at chunks of DNA that chimpanzees have that we don't, since chimpanzees still have their penile spines. They then inserted those chunks of DNA into mice to see if mice developed penis spikes. And you know what? It fucking worked. <laughs> and that specific gene called GADD45G, if you care, probably not, it was also responsible for something else. In chimpanzees, it inhibits growth of specific regions in the brain. So they believe that us losing that gene and therefore losing our penis spikes resulted in that growth inhibitor being removed, which means our brains grew and we gained sentience and the ability to do math and taxes and poetry, which is insane. <laughs> if you are a proud penis owner, you can truly say that your smooth, spineless penis is a gift to humanity. <laughs> I hope that boosts your self-esteem. You deserve it. So does your penis. It is beautiful in its own way. <laughs> I'm gonna stop now. I've actually recently grown very scared to over compliment people because a coworker of mine actually told me, I'm not, I'm lying. It wasn't a coworker, it was my boss. My boss told me I very, very clearly received too much positive reinforcement as a kid, <laughs> which like rude, but also a fair assessment. <laughs> so that actually wraps up today's episode topic of penises. I had originally planned for the episode to be half penis, half vagina, but I hit a major roadblock and it wasn't sleep deprivation, it was data. The body of research done on human penises is this massive ocean with anything you could ever want to know. Everything has been studied in regards to penises, especially if it has anything to do with penis size, I'm not kidding. <laughs> and not even a quarter of that same research has been done on human vaginas. It's actually something understudied across the board in all animals, not just humans. So me doing an episode on evolutionary research into human vaginas would just be me going into a feminist rant for 20 minutes, which is something that I will graciously spare you guys from. You're welcome. But I will be heading to some very terrible websites to learn crazy shit for the next human series episode. In the meantime, you guys should head over to iTunes if that's where you're listening. If you like the podcast, a review helps out a whole lot. For real, it helps. If you really like the podcast, you can always head over to the Patreon. I still have some t-shirts left, so if you want one, I'm still giving them away until I run out. Also, next episode, I'm going to be announcing another charity that I'm donating all of the Patreon proceeds to again, so stay tuned for that. Alright, I'm done plugging now, I promise. Thank you so much for listening, and I love you guys. Bye! <laughs>